For MeatPoultry.com, I'm Erica Schaefer, Digital Media Senior Editor. It wasn't exactly the summer of love for Chick-fil-A and Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. A chicken sandwich war erupted in August when Popeye's launched and quickly sold out of its chicken sandwich, followed by a y'all good tweet directed at Chick-fil-A. And the rivalry only intensified when Popeye's mocked Chick-fil-A for promoting National Sandwich Day, which fell on a Sunday when Chick-fil-A locations are closed. After resolving its supply chain issues, Popeye's then used National Sandwich Day to launch the return of its chicken sandwich. This move turned out to be far more than another dig at Chick-fil-A. It was an opportunity to kickstart a conversation about Chick-fil-A's values, according to Deb Gabor, CEO of brand strategy consultancy, Soul Marketing. Some background. Truett Cathy, who died in 2014, founded Chick-fil-A in 1946 when he built a small diner that he later developed into the Chick-fil-A restaurant chain. He was a devout Southern Baptist and believed in the biblical definition of marriage. The company's practice of closing on Sundays is rooted in Truett Cathy's religious beliefs. Dan Cathy, Truett Cathy's son and CEO of Chick-fil-A, continues this legacy, but not without some controversy. In a past interview, he expressed his belief in the biblical definition of marriage. He said, quote, I feel strongly about the need to clarify some things. In recent weeks, we have been accused of being anti-gay. We have no agenda against anyone. At the heart and soul of our company, we are a family business that serves and values all people, regardless of their beliefs or opinions. We seek to treat everyone with honor, dignity, and respect, and believe in the importance of loving your neighbor as yourself. We also believe in the need for civility and dialogue with others who may have different beliefs. While my family and I believe in the biblical definition of marriage, we love and respect anyone who disagrees. End of quote. In this podcast, we spoke with Gabor about the real battle, a battle of brands, and the competing values of the customers who love them. Okay, so let's get stuck in. Um, why do, do you say that the chicken sandwich war is about the power of brands? And is it also about tribes in terms of Popeye's loyalists versus Chick-fil-A loyalists versus other chicken sandwich loyalists? Yeah, so, so that's, you know, that's kind of a two-part question. Uh, and the, the answers to both of those questions summarizes how I feel about this whole thing. So ultimately, the battle in the, that's being fought in the battlefield of the chicken sandwich wars 1.0 and now 2.0, um, is it, it is a battle of brands. Um, it's not about chicken. It's not about a sandwich. It really is, like you said, it's it's about tribes, and it's a little bit about warring tribes, if you will. Um, I, as a as an expert on branding, not an expert on meat and poultry, but as an expert on branding and business and, and how consumers behave and what they love and how they show their love with their hearts, minds, and wallets, ultimately what this whole thing came down to was um, – you know, two brands that were looking to be relevant and meaningful to an, an audience of people, right? Um, and, you know, so when you think about Chick-fil-A, who, who probably 
uh, and I don't have the research on this, but, you know, arguably they probably sell the most chicken sandwiches of all of the QSR restaurants here in the United States, um, and they're known for the chicken sandwich. There are a lot of people out there who have what they describe as a complicated relationship with chicken. Chick-fil-A um, in that, you know, they like the product a lot, but their views on the company uh, and their relationship with the company and how they feel about the company's conservative values and how the organization's leadership and management behaves with regard to, um, you know, the issues of the day, they have a complex relationship with the brand that sort of supersedes how much they like the chicken sandwich. So when when Popeye's came to market with a competitive chicken sandwich, which basically was almost the same product in terms of its functional benefits and how, you know, its ingredients and how it's made and how it's sold and all that kind of stuff, they, sh- they fired a shot directly across Chick-fil-A's bow, right? Right. And, you know, they, they kind of said, bring it, right? And this gave all of those people out there who have this really complicated relationship with Chick-fil-A an alternative and a way kind of to, like, stick it to the man, right? Okay. To say, you know what I mean? Just right. To, like, make a, make a statement about themselves through the use of a particular product. So so why is this a, a thing about branding? And I'll stop and let you take a breath. I'll take a breath here in a minute. But why is this about branding? It's because the food that we eat, the cars that we drive, the clothes that we wear, the shoes that we wear, the restaurants that we go to as consumers all say something about us as a human being to not only ourselves but to other people. We are what we eat. And people who were able to take a healthy bite out of a Popeye's chicken sandwich, both in, you know, round one of the battle and subsequently now in round two, uh, for many of them, it, it gives them an opportunity to show the world as much as it shows the world that they're aligned with Popeye's and Popeye's brand values, also to show the world that they don't align with the brand values of Chick-fil-A. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's so interesting that you would bring up the the perception of Chick-fil-A's values. It just seems like Popeye's really didn't have to do anything to generate consumer engagement, or did they? And, I mean, what reasons did Popeye's give consumers to buy its chicken sandwich, or did it just have to do with the reasons Chick-fil-A gave consumers to choose Popeye's? You know, I tell people all this all the time, you know, the clients that I work with, I say, you have a brand whether you like it or not. And, you know, if you are not controlling the narrative, the audience is going to control the narrative for you. So Popeye's wasn't out there overtly giving their audience a reason to buy chicken sandwiches. They were out there giving the audience a chicken sandwich, right? Right. And the brand really took on a life of its own when members of the chicken sandwich buying audience glommed on to this idea, in, you know, with the lack of a narrative. Popeye didn't put this out there to go head to head with Chick Fil A on the basis of values, but in the absence of a narrative, the audience creates a narrative on their own, and that's exactly what happened here, right? Right. I think you know Popeye's never intended to stir up a, a, a political debate or a debate about values and beliefs, but this particular event 
did stir up that kind of debate. And for a couple of weeks in August, and now for about the last week again, Popeyes is a top-of-mind brand that lots and lots of people are talking about and thinking about and patronizing and using that maybe they didn't before, right? And so this is a place where the audience really owned that narrative. In Popeye's case, this was a positive narrative, right? This was a good story for people to be able to tell, especially if they thought like, you know, here's an opportunity for me to have a good tasting chicken sandwich and I don't have to patronize a business that, that doesn't align with my values, being Chick-fil-A's. Now, now I have an outlet for that. Now, I also have seen people on social media talking about the Popeye's chicken sandwich, like the product itself, and saying it's really good. But I, you and I both know we wouldn't be talking if this was a story that was only about chicken. Okay. And so, again, what role did social media play uh, in this whole affair? So social media was really everything in this whole affair, if you think about it. So... Um, lots of other companies have come out with products that were competitive to Chick-fil-A or, you know, competitive to other top brands in every category with basically nobody noticing. One, one Twitter post from the social media team at Popeyes, which I think all it said was Chick-fil-A, you okay? question mark, right. was kind of the shot heard around the world, right? Basically, they were opening it up to conversation, and then, the, then you know, the, the conversation erupted on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook. I mean, even at my own office, where I have never seen a single coworker eat a, a Popeye's product. I don't even know where the closest Popeye's is here. <sighs> it, it was an obsession and a conversation for several days until, you know, our intern was able to, like, secure a Popeye's chicken sandwich and bring it back to the office so that we could all dissect it and try it and talk about it and make social media posts and things like that about it. I mean, it became sort of part of the collective unconscious for for a couple of days there. It gave us something to talk about that we weren't previously talking about. And social media had everything to do with it. You know, we had bragging rights. I know that we had an Instagram post, like a company-sponsored Instagram post, featuring our intern and, you know, her her coup in acquiring a, uh, a Popeye's chicken sandwich. That was, it, it gave us bragging rights and it gave us something to advertise to the world and a way for us to make a statement through the brands that we use as an organization of, of what we stand for. And so I, I think without the existence of social media, this probably would have been a non-issue and you and I wouldn't be talking about this. So the, the entire conversation, it started on social media, you know, started on Twitter, moved to Instagram, took off on Facebook, probably all over Snapchat and TikTok, et cetera. Um, but I mean, that's really where it originated and that's mostly where the conversation is, is still occurring. Okay, so how does Popeyes maintain the momentum then? So Popeyes needs to turn all of this, this positive energy and this kind of burbling market-level dialogue that's taking place about their brand. They need to turn that into something that can extend long beyond this event. You know, by the, the next news cycle, we're going to forget that Popeye's has a chicken sandwich at all, right? Okay. And also, I've heard rumors that, you know, many of the locations have run out of chicken sandwiches again. 
I know the first time around when it came out in August, it was designed to be a limited time offer only. Um, and, you know, there were lots and lots of consumers who were really disappointed that they couldn't get a chicken sandwich and they took to social media to, you know, register their complaints and their concern about that. Um, Popeye's should have used that opportunity the first time around to like bridge potential consumers who were now all of a sudden, you know, showing affinity for the brand, bridge them to other products that Popeye sells. Use it as an opportunity to highlight, hey, we're out of chicken sandwiches, but did you know that we have amazing crispy chicken tenders? We also have, you know, fried chicken, uh, fried chicken with the bone, and, you know, you can get them in different size meals. Here's, you know, here's our full array of products, and come into our stores. We have lots more to show you. Um, I don't think that from a marketing perspective they did a great job of doing that the first time around. Um, here we are. It's supposed to be a permanent offering on Popeye's menu, and again, they've, they've failed to forecast the appropriate amount, and, you know, that is leading to some consumer dissent, which, you know, from my perspective as a branding person is potentially a, a marketing crisis for them. So, you know, what they need to do in order to come through this this big event, the chicken sandwich chicken sandwich wars come through this big event uh, with their brand intact and also use this as an opportunity to like scale and grow the brand it's going to require them to be very thoughtful and strategic uh, and, and smart about how they continue to message and market to their audiences they're going to have to um, grow awareness and affinity for the brand into areas beyond just this one product offering or uh, then they they won't have been able to make you know take full advantage of, of this opportunity in front of them. That's the show for this week. Next week we continue our conversation with Deb Gabor when she discusses next steps for Chick-fil-A and other competitors wanting to grab some of the chicken sandwich spotlight.